can make it. Yes. We know that we can stand. Yes. Why? Because our lives are in your hands, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord, our Heavenly Father, the great I am, yes. the author and finisher of our lives, 
the first and the last. Yes. Yes. We want to thank you, Lord, for this day. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us here safely, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a chance to hear your word one more time. Lord, thank you, Lord, for giving us another chance to get our lives together. Because it could have been the other way around. Thank you, Lord, for the strength that you have given us, Lord. And Lord, today I pray that you would decrease me and may your spirit increase in me. <clears throat> let it not be Reverend McConey up here preaching, but let your word, your words go forth and touch hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray that each and every one of the, everyone's heart in here is, Lord, will be ready to receive your word, Lord. May your word grow inside of them, Lord. Grow to where they want to go tell others about it as well. Thank you, Lord, once Thank more. Thank you, Lord. These we ask in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You would turn with me to the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, the sixth chapter. Verses 1 through 4. And then skipping over to verses 15 to 16. Nehemiah, the sixth chapter, verses 1 through 4, verses 15 through 16. And if you may, please excuse my voice today. I'm a little hoarse. Verse 1 through 4. <clears throat> When the word came to Sambalat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors and the gates. Sambalat and Geshem sent me a message Come, let us meet together in our village, villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them with the reply, I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message and each time I gave them the same answer. And if we will go down to verse 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th day of Elu, and the 50, 52, in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. The word of God to the children of God. Amen. Amen. 
stay on the wall. Reverend James Cleveland said it best. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I recently started my second part-time job at a daycare, and it is a challenge. I have never met some kids that were so unruly. <laughs> never did. So it was a challenge. I was up against angry kids, kids who aim to curse me out, and they're only two years old. One kid who wants to sink her teeth into my skin. It would be easy to say that I quit, but I don't feel God wants me to do that. Because I look back at my past and what other people say, what I couldn't do. I said, I don't think God wants me to quit. I feel it's my season to be there at that particular time. Opposition. It's bound to come in our lives, especially in the lives of believers. So we will look into the journey of Nehemiah, and it will encourage us to stay on the wall. This is during the post-exilic era. Ex exilic era. Catastrophe, catastrophe has come over Jerusalem. The folks were in deep distress. The walls of the city lie in ruins. And this was not good. You see, back in the Bible days, the city walls served as a defense mechanism that surrounded the city. The walls, good walls, were strong and high, big enough for guards to walk up and down the walls. Guards would be up there, they would be watching inside the city for criminals. And then they will watch outside the city for enemies. And at the gates of that wall, that's where business, important business, took place. So the walls were important to a city. With no walls, Jerusalem was in terrible condition. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to King Artaxerxes. And he hears this news about his homeland and how the walls were torn down. And that news drift, drove him to allow God to use him to do something about it. That's right. With the blessing of the king, he sets off and eventually rebuilds the wall. That's right. Looking at this journey of Nehemiah, will encourage us to stay on the wall. Well. Stay on the wall. Nehemiah had enemies, Sambalat, Tobiah, and several other forces inside and within the city. As far back as chapter four, Sambalat and Tobiah heard that he was rebuilding the wall and they were angry with him. They began mocking him, calling him feeble, incapable, and saying that even the wall that you're building, a fox can jump on it. 
and destroyed. So they were cracking jokes. And as time passed and progress was made, they became even more angry. They started to conspire against him. They wanted to come fight him. They were trying to get him to come down from the wall. Back in chapter five, their own countrymen, their own people, those who had money, they were enslaving the children of those who owed them. So they were enslaving their own people, which is totally against Exodus 22:25, the law of Moses. Now in chapter six, Samballot, Tobiah, and every other enemy begins to attack their character. They spread rumors. They were planning to rebel. They spread, they were deceitful. They tried to meet with him, tried to get him to hide in the temple, which was against the law of Moses. They spread false reports. In verse 17 of chapter 6, Tobiah and the nobles, people of the land, started passing letters around, trying to mess his name up. But through it all, Nehemiah knew he had a calling to fulfill. Though there were opposition, he had to finish his assignment. So Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah was a praying man, and that's an important characteristic of Nehemiah. He had a great prayer life. In chapter 1, after hearing about the wall, one of the first things he did after mourning over the wall was he prayed. He said, when I heard the words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. And I was fasting and praying before God of heaven. In chapter 2, before he met up with the king, he prayed. He whispered a silent, short prayer because he knew his life was in danger. In chapter 4, when opposition began to rise, he prayed about it. Nehemiah stayed on his knees because there was no one else who could help him. No one else who could help him with his calling but the one who called him himself. And through it all, Nehemiah stayed on the wall. In spite of the opposition, the struggle inside Jerusalem and outside Jerusalem, Nehemiah stayed on the wall. The rumors, the deceit, the false reports, he stayed on the wall. The scheming against him, the plotting, against him, using his own people to make him fall. Through it all, he stayed on the wall. Today we want to praise God for Nehemiah because the story encourages us. So what is it in, what, what has this do, what, what does this have to do for us? The question to you today is, what is that one thing you were called to do? And you knew you were called to do it inside the church or outside the church. That assignment that you need to complete, 
That child you need to raise. That job you need to tackle. You need to stay on the wall. The marriage you need to keep together. Stay on the wall. That ministry you need to fulfill. Stay on the wall. That education that's getting tough. You need to stay on the wall and complete your task. Stay on the wall. Abraham. He was called to leave his a familiar place into an unknown land. For a promise that he would not see himself. But he knows his future the future generations will. He had to stay on the wall. Noah built an ark. Had to build an ark to withstand the destruction of the entire world. He had to stay on that wall. Moses, he had to lead a group of complaining, whining people to an unknown land that he himself wouldn't get to see either. But he had to stay on that wall. Joshua. He had to fight against some big folks of the land. He had to fight against them, little old Israelites. But he had to stay on the wall and conquer those lands. David, being chased after by someone he thought had his back, as he awaited to be king, all that time he had to stay on the wall. And then his son Solomon, who had to build the temple of God, that was not an easy task. But he had to stay on the wall. John the Baptist, paving the way for the Messiah. A Messiah he wasn't sure that he would be able to see in his lifetime. But he had to stay on the wall. Last, but certainly not least, Jesus. Knowing he was a savior, knowing that he was God, had to humble himself into human form in the likeness of slaves for people who wouldn't even respect him. He had to endure years of ridicule, hours of struggle, being beaten, and even unto death, he had to stay on the wall because he had an assignment to fulfill. Are you struggling with an assignment God has called you to do? Are there opposition that are arising while you're trying to complete this assignment? Things are too tough to handle. Are you tempted to give up and leave the wall that you are building. Nehemiah struggled, but in it he prayed and he persevered. He refused to get off the wall. Today I choose to stay on the wall. Question to you is will you choose to stay on the wall? Amen. Amen. Amen.